Welcome to Fast Times at D&D High, where- Can y'all wait a second? I don't have my dice with me. I mean, I have them, but hold on. Oh, sure. Okay, so- Derek! And if we- Cut this out, Derek! God Derek! God damn you, Derek! 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 He's just gonna cut this out and save it, and one intro is just going to be us hissing. Derek. I'm so glad that you've all joined me on team. Derek deserves abuse. He's just, he's so, um, actually, um, he's so abusable. Last time on Fast Times at D&D High, after making Suri's parents slither back under the rock they came from, Suri moved in with Typhesia and Hudson, at least for the time being. Cecil and Ollie also came back from committing what I am sure was a fully wholesome purchase of a chicken even if they lied to Hudson later. I suppose that getting grounded from the gym is punishment enough, as in the approximately 1,440 minutes that I have known Hudson, my data tells me that he never pouts. Also, I am now a student and we're going to an assembly. I can't wait to be in a room full of other students. I'll turn off my olfactory sensors. Everyone in your class starts walking out of the door, and when you get out there, there are other classes that are all going to the auditorium. And uh, you also, in the hallway, can see that um, Kenneth and Elmer are further ahead of you. Um, you know, at this point, just as a reminder, that they are a year above you, they are juniors. And uh, Ned is trying to sort of sneak by and not talk to anyone and is trying to look even smaller than he usually does. Ollie's looking around at all of the students gathered and uh, finds a way to go walk next to Surrey and pulls a sweatshirt out of his bag and hands it to her. Surrey just looks so grateful. I mean, she's got the cardigan on, but even that cardigan is kind of a lot more form-fitting than she's used to, so no, she's... You remembered! Thank you so much! Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, no, she immediately, like, throws that on. She does go to try to put her thumbs through holes in the sleeve, but they probably don't exist, so she's like, oh, right, sorry. Uh, yes, and just looks so much happier. Um, Hudson is, does not seem to be paying much attention to anything. Like, he was very happy to see Silver, but he's sort of back to being a little mopey. Cecil, can I see Ted? Yeah! And Cecil, who has a little bit of a look on their face of what the audience probably knows is a little bit of guilt. Uh, will unhook the backpack from their shoulders and hand it gingerly over to Hudson. Hudson very gently takes 
uh, Ted to and looks at it. It's still in the backpack. I'm like oh. holding the whole backpack, oh, the backpack out backpack. to you. Okay, so um, Hudson takes the backpack very gently and then uh, opens it up to see to see Ted, his buddy, and then just kind of peers into the backpack, very confused, like, huh. Yeah? There's something different about Ted? I can't put my finger on it. Ted, you you really like your friend Hudson, right? Did you give Ted a haircut? Can you no. give chickens a haircut? I mean, you know, he, he's kind of squished in the backpack r- right now. I... Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. He probably needs to be let out. It's also been two days outside of the hideout. So, um, uh, I bet that has had an effect. I don't think Ted's oh. ever been outside of the hideout. He's you think Ted got a world- tan? Yeah! The chicken is a completely different color, and chickens do not get tans. Don't are all appropriate times to say things. No, uh. What is not appropriate to say? It is not as if I am discussing intercourse in the hallway. You see, there are a few people in the hallway that are clearly ear stopping and like look at each other. Uh. Oh. I gave Ted a haircut, Hudson. Oh. Oh, Ollie, that's such classic you! Yeah. But, but but also also birds do a thing called molting and sometimes the feathers come back a different color that's a true thing this is a true fact about birds <laughs> oh i didn't know that about birds that is a true fact about birds however usually yes it is a true fact about birds silver i have some birds. questions for you uh hudson Please enjoy your bird, Silver. And Cecil is gonna like link arms with Silver and pull Silver to the side. Do you want a hug? No. Silver. Are you sure? This is like halfway to a hug. It, it's just. I. No, that aside. Um. I. Silver pats your head. You are very small next to me. I... That's... You... Um... You are confusing. Um... Do you understand the concept of... Oh, I don't even know what this concept applies to. Do, Do you understand how... Sadness... Do I understand how sadness? Not not how sadness. That was me uh, not being able to talk very well around you. Do you mean do, you... do I understand the concept of sadness? Such yes. as knowing that all my friends are dead, but not remembering anything except that they existed. Is that <sighs> an example you were hoping for when you presumed That's... that I do not feel emotion? I didn't know. I, I didn't I didn't presume. I was asking you if you do. There was no presumption. I am a person. I feel things. Okay, well, if Hudson knew that 
You are telling him a lie. Right. Because the chicken went back to a table leg. The chicken was always a table leg. Yes, but that would make Hudson sad. Fair. I so see. we so we got we got spare his feelings. Yes, precisely. Hmm. We got we got Hudson a new chicken who won't turn back into a table leg. Perhaps and I shall will... do the same and say that I am fine with the fact that you implied I do not in- understand sadness. That's really after not what I, I was re- trying. After to... I told you that I was already upset about my friends, I think we should stop half hugging now. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. I was not trying. All right. So Hudson's this whole time is just like off wherever he is holding the backpack very like warmly and like uh, uh, periodically just kissing the top of the chicken's head uh, uh, inside the bag. Hudson? H- Hudson? Yeah. Uh, you briefly look away from the chicken and Kenneth has stopped in front of you and just has his eyebrow raised. Uh, What's up, buddy? Chicken? Yeah, this is Ted. And he holds out the backpack to show Kenneth his, his chicken. Hudson, why do you have a chicken? I found him, and then I gave him a name. Uh, you know, I don't know you very well, but that sounds about right. Uh, so, Sefi, while that's going on, after Silver said that they would like to stop half-hugging Cecil, Cecil would like to cast Pass Without a Trace and stealth off to a bathroom. Um, roll your stealth check. Oh, is Cecil gonna go cry? That's legit. 16. 16 with the plus 10? Yeah. Ooh, damn. Um, my, my famous unable to roll above a 10 in action. Cecil, you start to sneak away to the bathroom. You get there. It's not a private bathroom. It's one of the second floor general bathrooms. Most of the bathrooms in the, in Varnum are like that. And uh, what do you do? Are there gender neutral bathrooms in this? None of these bathrooms have a gender marker. Fucking great. Awesome. Thank Fuck you. that shit. Uh, yeah, Cecil goes into the bathroom, finds the farthest stall to the, uh, from the door, shuts the door, sits on the toilet, fully clothed, not, like, going to the bathroom, and then folds their feet up so that if somebody looks underneath, they don't see feet, and has a little moment. So, a few minutes later, you hear a knock on each of the stalls. Uh, Cecil, are, are you, are you going to be okay? I can, I, I can hear you crying. Um, I'm fine. You're, you're, you're lying. Um, I, 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 I mean, it's for self-care and all, but um, I, I just want you to know I'm here for you if you need me. Um, my, my friends like to call me the emotional support pillar sometimes. Um, so uh, 
There's a small piece of paper that comes underneath the stall door, and it has a phone number and a screen name. Uh, that's like my social media information and stuff. Um, I don't have a Christogram or anything because Unk was taken, but um, yeah. Uh, if you want to chat sometime, I'm here for you, and uh, I still want to introduce you to my friends. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, the the latch to the bathroom stall that Cecil is in unlatches, and the door kind of creaks open a little bit, but Cecil doesn't come out. Can I come sit with you all during the announcement oh yeah you can totally come with us that'd be cool yeah okay yeah um here and unc goes over to grab some paper towels and bring them over to you uh they're not like very soft or anything but they, they'll probably help um, yeah cecil will clean their clean their face off as best as they can maybe go over to the sink splash some water on and then follow Unk. By the way, when did you get that cool arm piece? Oh! Uh, it's a wicked sick bracer, yeah. Uh, I... I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm having a... Uh, can I just... No worries, you can just come okay. with us. Um, okay. It's fine. Uh, they're probably already sitting, so let's just go and... Uh... So this happens a few minutes before Cecil and Unk come out of the bathroom. Everyone arrives at the auditorium. Now, much like the rest of Varnum Correctional Institute, the auditorium is not in the best repair. Uh, the seats are a little shabby. It looks like they were replaced with cushions probably about 20 years ago, and they're threadbare and some of the stuffing's coming out. The walls, uh, which reach up high above you, um, go from wood paneling to stone, which is about as attractive as you can imagine. And then at the front, there's a stage with a moth-eaten curtain and a single podium. Upon the podium stands the principal, Lacuna Forsyth. And beside her is Cragsley, the vice principal, and uh, Jockster, who is coiled into a little basket with its head peeking up over it looking all the world like a red and white Furby. Oh, that thing is so creepy. There are teachers in the uh, little corridors on each section of the auditorium that start seeing people to their seats. And you are all there, and at this point, you notice that Cecil's nowhere to be found. Silver, where did you take them? Where did I take who? Weren't you and Cecil talking? Well, 
Cecil upset me, and then Cecil was no longer there. And that's all I know. I do believe I saw them walking towards the bathroom, but I decided not to follow. Are you okay? I am fine. You're not upset anymore? I believe I plead the Hudson Law. I plead the Hudson Law of lying when things are uncomfortable. I don't lie. I definitely don't want to be uncomfortable. Uh, let's not worry about that. Let's move on to a different topic like, uh, what do you all think this announcement's going to be? And with that, I'm going to switch over. Cecil and Unk arrive. So Unk takes your hand and starts walking you along the corridor. And then at one point, a little bit of smoke comes up around you. And you walk past Loxley, who's talking to Ember, and sneak past them. And come to three filled seats with three empty seats next to them. In those seats, you see a dark-skinned half-elf boy wearing a small top hat that is red and white. Uh, he has a checkered red and white vest and skinny jeans. He looks kind of lanky um, with green eyes. And then next to him is another boy. Uh, this one is blonde and kind of grim and grungy looking. Um, he has a nearly shaved head of white blonde hair, um, blue eyes and sort of sunken skin, and is wearing a threadbare hoodie and ripped jeans. And Unk waves to both of them and then looks at you. Uh, so let me introduce you. This is Top Hat and this is Ben. Well, it's actually Ben. That's, uh, that's, um, that's, that's great. I'm Ben. Um, there's no other name that that is. I am Ben and that's it. Hi. I am Ben. Unk. Hi, Ben. Hi. Uh, you must be Cecil, right? I am Cecil, yes. We have heard all about you, Cecil. And the guy, um, top hat, looks at you. Come on, have a seat. We want to question you about some things. Let's have some fun. Oh, gosh. Don't worry. I won't make you sit next to top hat. He's just really nosy. I'm not nosy. You're kind of a gossip. I'm not a gossip. I just like to know some things and stuff. What's happening? You know, who's who? And I you like transit hat. here, right? What? I... You, you like my hat? Oh, well, that's very sweet of you. I like you. I like you already. No wonder I took a shine to you. Now, why don't you have a seat right next to Uh, you can just sit on the opposite side of me, and I'll be a buffer between you and the headache. I'm not a headache. You're, it's okay. You're, I'll, I'll you're kind sit of next headache. to Top Hat. That's, that's all right. See, see, see. I am likable. Okay? I am. Ben puts his head in his hands and just shakes it. Unk was right when they said you were a headache. I don't care what your opinion is. I know I'm fucking great. Right, Cecil? I don't have enough information to formulate an opinion yet, but I do like your hat. At that point, Cragsley steps forward to the podium. 
attention all, you will listen to this in silence and not say a word. Yeah, not say a word! And uh, Jockster slithers up to him and like curls around the podium. He won't say anything! That's enough, Jockster. They get the point. Jockster tries to speak into the microphone. No, they don't get the... And the, pr- the vice principal just puts a hand on Jockster's head and pats him. And uh, Jockster starts to purr and it comes through the mic. Uh, Ted starts sneaking its head lower and lower. Book, book, book. Right. Oh, he leans into Surrey. What do you think they're trying to say? <laughs> I don't know if we're going to really get the point. I don't think we will. But don't make it look at us. Now, Principal Forsyth has something that she would like to tell all of you. Listen. Come on, Pumpkin. And Jockster and Cragsley walk to the side. Hello, students. Lacuna takes the podium. It is my honor and distinct pleasure to tell you all that for the first time in 50 years, we have been invited to participate in the Interscholastic School Festival. Now, some of you may be aware of what this event is. It's an event that happens every two years taking place at one of the six great schools. Save for Varnum Correctional. This year, the event is to be held at Lothmorin. Like all of Lothmorin's hosting of the festival, this falls on their Moonshallow Festival, the two days and two nights where the moon in the arcane sea in the pocket dimension they occupy falls beneath the horizon, the only time that the moon is not seen. To speak to you more about what's going on and what this means, I have a special guest to speak to you. Please give a warm welcome to Onyx Gizmore, headmaster of Lothmore. Lacuna takes a step back from the podium, and from the side, um, stage left, walks a man. This man looks about 33. He has long, silky black hair, green eyes. Uh, You can see that there are flecks of black and gold eyeliner around his eyes. He has a very well-kept, a very well-kempt goatee around his mouth and is wearing silver and gold robes over a sharp black pantsuit. You went to Lothmorin. Sure you did. Know what, you know what Onyx Gizmore looks like. Roll a wisdom saving throw, please. Ah. Okay, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, okay. I'm gonna my third die for the day because the other two have betrayed me horribly thus far. 
I rolled a 19. My modifier is 4, so that's 23. Yay! Thank you, shiny. Fuck yeah! Shiny butterscotch die. Cecil, you feel a powerful pressure of magic, arcane magic on you. Something that you've very rarely felt, if at all, outside of Lothmorin. And it tries to push its way into your mind, and then you push it away. And you know that Onyx Gizmore is an elderly, elderly man that is older than most people ever get in this world, about 108. Though this man does look like him. Fine students of Vanum Correctional, I am Onyx Gizmore, headmaster of Lothmorn, alongside my associate, headmistress Giselle Hartborn. After a long debate between us and the school council, we have decided that it is time for Varnum to rejoin us as one of the six great schools. And as such, the first step is to attend the Interscholastic Festival. This, of course, is a test to see if the students of Varnum Correctional can overcome the shortcomings of the last time you were all invited. Fifty years ago, there was an incident which barred all students from this school to attend. And I will not bore you with details, as the past is only something to be overcome, it is not to be dwelled on. You have a chance to prove yourselves in the ways that your forebears did not. And we are proud to welcome you to further extend our gratitude. I have a gift with me, created by several of our students. Penny and Batista, would you please bring out the present? From stage left, two students come out. You instantaneously recognize Penny Frost, Manette's sister, and a student that you briefly met, a very large man um, with red-brown skin and curling horns, Boomer, who you now know his real name is Batista, and they are carrying a small box. It has a silver ribbon on top of it, and they put it on top of the podium and then stand slightly behind their headmaster. And this was prepared by all of our students and will serve as a symbol of, well, an olive branch, I suppose. Principal Forsyth, if we'd be so kind. She walks over, gives the headmaster a, a single look, and he nods, and she puts her hands on the cover and pulls it up. There is a bright burst of silver light and a curling dragon starts to rise up from it into the air. It shimmers and sparkles and then comes to the ground. And on the surface of 
the stage, the shimmering dragon dissipates and forms a large fountain. The surface of the water that comes out of the top sparkles, and at the very top of it, there is a silver dragon ornament. This is our gift to you, a fountain that serves sparkling water. A hint we of a hint of lime. <laughs> you enjoy it, and we are glad to welcome you to Lothmorin. Oh, we were gonna get one of those for the house, but we ended up just getting a soda stream. They're a lot better. You can do more with one. Principal Forsyth, I trust that your students will be able to prepare for their magical offering. I have no doubt that my students will surprise everyone at the festival. Oh, I wait with such anticipation. Onyx inclines his head and walks away. The students follow. Penny gives a saucy flip of her hair and looks right at Monette and glares and then walks away. Boomer just sort of walks away. He's not really sure what's going on. (laughs) So, uh... No, so Suri went from like kind of bouncing in her chair a little, uh, flailing her hands back and forth so that the sleeves and the hoodie just kind of waved in the air to slowly going to quiet stillness and shrinking down. Like you could watch her become smaller in her seat as just the sheer amount of disdain that Onyx and Penny at least has for Olive Varnum begins to sink in. And... By the end of this, with the bullshit LaCroix front, Jesus Christ, she's just like, she went from being so enthusiastic about it to looking like she'd rather just not go at all. Just You could just watch the joy drain. It was like joy vampirism. Hudson just real quick says, uh, he doesn't seem to notice that Suri is concerned either. He's just like, oh, why do you think Lakuna was like so worried about this present? He's just kind of, like, thinking about it out loud. When was she worried? Oh, when they brought it out, she just made a face, like... Did she? Ollie, did, did, did she make a face? Uh, I didn't notice. I'm too busy being pissed off and trying to think of some way to fuck this up for everyone. Sorry. Ollie, like, no. just looks, like, low-key enraged. Like, this whole thing, the whole everything that's just happened is just rubs him the wrong way. He oh, hates you're not authority in every put, form. You're not supposed to put sugar in those things, because it gunks up the, uh, the soda stream. Uh, Cecil, um, so your companions, Unk is silent and looks like they are holding something back. Hey. How you doing? And then Cecil makes this face like, How you doing? Why Why would you say that, you idiot? Um, I'm just like, 
like I said before, I don't like to use strong language. But I'm a little bit miffed right now. Just, just a little bit miffed. Yeah. I think that's a fair, a fair way to feel. Yeah, I, I, th I think that's true. But you know, I just trying to keep an even keel so we can respond accordingly. Yeah. If it helps, which probably doesn't. I, I think that interacting with people from Lothmorin makes even a lot of people from Lothmorin feel that way. I think. Hunk looks at you. It's cool to hear that from someone who was wearing a Lothmorin uniform the first day. I didn't have anything else to wear. I mean, you, you're wearing what you're wearing now, so, you know, that's cool. It's because I assumed there was a uniform and. Y'all having a moment? Can I interrupt? Because, like, um, I want in on this. Top hat, do you always have to, like, know everything? Yeah, I do. Is that, that, that's sort of like a crown and point of my personality. Like, it's one of the features of me. And uh, he pulls on the sides of his vest and sort of puffs his chest out. Ben says nothing. So I'm going to use Minor Illusion to make it look like a moth flies on stage, like a nice little green Luna moth, that's the Lothmorin symbol, and make it look like this the silver dragon that is the statue comes to life, chomps the moth, and just obliterates it. And there's just fucking wings everywhere and legs everywhere. I'm not sure that's a kosher use of the spell, but I'm going to allow it. <laughs> it's silent, but it's a theatrical display. Roll a persuasion check to see if you get any effect from the crowd. Roll with advantage. Oh, yeah. 20. You cast this spell. And this big old moth goes over and the dragon just loosens itself from the top of the fountain and chomps it. There are frayed wings everywhere, little bits of crystalline wings just shatter. And a lot of the students start cheering. And I won't make a little perception check. Lacuna looks directly at you as if she knows you cast a spell. Ollie looks very pleased and with she, himself. For the first time in your that you've known her, gives a slight uptick of the corner of her mouth and nods. All right. Senpai noticed you. <laughs> Dear students, as one of you has so deftly shown, we have been tasked with producing a magical show of sorts, an exposition of our talents. For those of you that are casters, you will be working together all years on the same project. Though other schools have had the entire summer to prepare theirs, well, we are nothing if not the underdogs. And as such, no one expects much of us, I'll be clear. 
that means it'll be far easier to exceed their expectations, won't it? We'll be organizing groups to brainstorm for this. You will be given assistance from the teachers. Any students of magical talent will be allowed to participate. And I hope you will, for it is not mandatory. But as shown by this fountain, well, perhaps we have a little bit of something to prove, don't we? You're all dismissed. People start getting up from their seats, um, including all of you, and you start getting ushered towards the entrance of the auditorium. Surrey and Ollie, are you leaving together with um, Hudson? I think so, yeah. Yes. Okay. So as you get near the door, you are stopped and Loxley stands in front of you. Um, Both of you, like, uh, the principal wants to speak to you both in particular. Um, So, like, just head down to her office. She didn't, like, say. Uh, Uh, Wait, who? I mean, have you done anything? Lately? Recently? Like, yeah. (laughs) Probably. (sighs) Ollie. Just being honest. What? But I doubt Suri has. I didn't mean to make trouble. If I did, somehow. Why don't you just go, like, talk to her and find out? Because she didn't tell me anything. Don't worry. Whatever it is, I'll take the fall for it. I don't have to do that. Oh, right. That's, like, something you shouldn't say in front of a teacher. But, again, I... I keep forgetting you're a teacher. Sorry. It's just... You're so cool. Are you, like, calling me short? I'm taller than you. No, you're cool. Oh, uh... Wait, does this mean you don't respect me as a teacher? Do I need to try? No, no, you were you were oh. very good. Loxley has a existential crisis and looks off into the distance. <laughs> I'll never compliment him again. God, sorry. It's probably about that magic thing that she was talking about, right? You two do magic. Oh, maybe. Let's go. The last time I went to the principal's office, I got expelled. Well, that's not going to happen. Ollie and I went to the principal's office last week, and we're still here. I believe I'm supposed to head to Blade Work 102. Silver, I'm in that class too. You can come with me. Excellent. You shall lead me to where I will be cutting things. Let's uh, us go. But Silver I takes get... your arm and starts pulling you in Cecil... the wrong direction. They're be- oh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll just take this with me. So we'll get to Ollie and Surrey in a second, but I want to return to Cecil. Cecil, people are starting to get up, including your new companions. And Top Hat looks you up and down and then like holds out his hand. I like you. You should hang out with us more often. Yeah, I, I like you all too. You, you're fun to hang out with. Like, I know me and Ankar, but, like, you'll have to forgive Ben. He He's just a little touchy because he got into a fight with Um, his- um, no. It, everything is fine and dandy. I like you just fine, Cecil. Top hat, let's go and let's talk about sharing secrets, shall we? What do you mean sharing secrets? There ain't no secrets. You gotta share everything. Ah! And gets pulled to the side by Ben. And then Unk's just with you. Those are my best friends in the world. Yeah. And they like you. 
Just like I do. Good, good I think it's character. completely fine for Ben not to want to talk too much. I. Uh, that that that's not like uh, something you need to be worried about. That's like just something that's going on with Ben personally. That I, I wasn't trying to pry. Oh, no. I, I was, I'm just I was... I'm just saying that like if Ben didn't like you, you would know. You know. Okay. Yeah. So you should come hang out with us. And maybe we can do stuff at the festival together, you know, uh, the stuff that won't really make us mad, I guess. They're supposed to be fun. My brother's gone to them before. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Cecil is going to kind of look and kind of scan the crowd to see if Ollie, Hudson, and Surrey are visible. They're there. They're right at the door, um, and you're seeing Loxley address Surrey and Ollie, and Hudson's about to get dragged off. Yeah, what are you all doing right now? Surrey and Ollie, you walk together to the principal's office. And outside the office, you don't see anyone else. There's no one in the hallway. It's just the door with the glass that has been frosted so you can't see beyond it with the principal's name on the door. Suri is probably clinging to Ollie's arm a little bit. Uh, as as they have gotten closer to the, the office, just like, again, she's she's doing an amazing job of of um uh fuck i can't remember the proper stupid fucking name god damn it well she's she's just kind of shrinking down and going slower and just she's not looking forward to this no matter what's going to happen it's a bad time for surrey ollie's heart is racing but maybe not for the reason you think because we're going to the principal, right? <laughs> right. Before we go into the principal's office, Ollie stops and looks at Surrey, and he flushes a little bit and, like, steals himself, and then... What are you doing after school today? Uh, uh, going back to Hudson's, I, I guess. Do you want to, um... There's this, like, cool place I, I'd love to show you if you want to go. It's just a place where they, uh, all people make graffiti and it's it's really pretty. It's like almost like an art gallery, but kind of, it, it's just, do you want to go with me? Yeah, okay. okay. I'm, I'm not going to have to do graffiti, am I? Not unless you want to. Oh, no. Oh no, I, I've I've already spoken to the police this week. I can't. That no. Uh, but I'd like to look. Great. So while you two are standing there, the doorknob turns and Lacuna stands there. Hello. I would like to speak to you both, one at a time. Suri, if you would be so kind as to come in first. I'm sure Oliver won't mind waiting a few minutes. Uh, uh, y y yes, ma'am. 
Uh, of course. Thank you, Sir Sissa. Oliver, I'll be with you in a moment. If you would have a seat, she gestures to two chairs in front of her desk. Suri sits down, and she's just going through the litany of all the things she could be in trouble for, and there's actually a lot. So Lacuna doesn't go behind her desk. Instead, she leans back on the front of it and crosses her digitized legs. Sarasissa Bezkazi. I hope you know that... Your parents worked very hard to keep the reasoning for your expulsion from Havisham a secret. Both with its school board and here. As far as it is known, no one at Havisham knows that you were expelled, but that you went to some sort of boarding school. That that makes sense. Less of a uh, 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 dis- that that makes sense. It has come to my attention that there has been a brief switch in your living conditions. Yes, yes, ma'am. As such, I would like to capitalize on this opportunity. And she gestures to the other side of the room where you did not notice, but there is a small elven girl with mousy brown hair, you recognize her as the girl you saved in your wizardry class. Uh, oh, you're in Mr. Bain's class with me, right? Yeah, I, I, I am. Um, I, I assume you already know Marla. Uh, not, not well. I, I don't think I knew her name. Well, Hi. Marla here has been so kind as to speak to us about the nature of what happened with, well, Mr. Taffeta, Ned. And for the first time in Suri's life, her inner, di- her inner monologue goes something along the lines of, fucking narc? But, uh, what stays off of her face? Uh, Marla looks very nervous. I, I just wanted to make sure they knew that you saved us. Oh, I, I... She has spoken, well, praised your abilities with divine magic. So for a moment, there's blank incomprehension when Lacuna says praised, and then divine magic, and it's just once more that slow sinking, oh no. I have asked around. I have a few friends that work at Havisham. You are a cause for concern, though not in the way that you may think. They were worried that you were not excelling because, well, there were certain limitations. Given your current change in address, I believe that it's probably best to inform you that the school board did not make the decision to remove you from the school. Your parents did. You were not actually expelled, Sir Sissa. I... I wasn't? No. 
but the school board contacted your parents to inquire as to the source of your abilities and whether they could do something better by arranging a transfer to a school that would better be suited to your innate talents. Hearthbound, for example. When they had that meeting, your parents decided that the best course of action instead was to transfer you. I'm bringing you in here now because, well, now knowing what I know, I don't think it's appropriate to keep you in arcane spellcasting class. And I'll be arranging for an immediate transfer to faith-based abilities. Your schedule will change beginning tomorrow. You will come to this office and you will receive your new schedule with your new classes. And I hope they much better nurture your innate abilities. You're not sending me away? Something flickers on Lacuna's face and it's almost like heartbreak and then stills. Sarasissa, allow me to enlighten you to the nature of Varnum. This is a place where those who have made mistakes, those who are unwanted, and those who are lost come to find themselves and their purpose. This is a school meant to build, not to destroy, no matter what our reputation is. And we can best do that by nurturing our gifts. There is no one who will send you away. And Suri just cries. She just starts to cry. They're not loud sobs. She's clearly gotten very good at crying silently. Just tears that pour down her face and she has her hands kind of um, pressed against them and her shoulders racked with completely silent sobs. Lacuna straightens. Marla, if you would be so kind as to leave here and speak nothing of this, otherwise I will know where it came from. And I always remember these things. Marla shudders a little bit. And then as she's going, she she like moves over to you and gives you a pat on the back. I, I don't know if I did this wrong or not, but I just, you, you saved me from being hurt. So thank you. And she runs out. Lacuna bends in front of you and pulls a handkerchief out of her pocket, out of her suit jacket and hands it to you. It has a monogrammed um, L on it. Take this. Yes, ma'am. I want you to remember something. I want you to remember it deep in your bones. Tears are not a sign of weakness. They're a sign of strength to come. Are we clear? I'll remember that. And implement it. You are worthwhile, Sir Sissa, and I am glad to have you here at my school. 
or crying. She's just not helping me stop crying. Take your time, gather your thoughts, and when you are capable, I will send you out, and then Ollie will enter. You will complete the rest of the day's classes, though you needn't pay attention. It's just too late to introduce you in the day. We'll start you fresh tomorrow. I I get to stay in my homeroom, though, right? You'll yes? get to stay in your homeroom. Nothing about that or standard classes of history, math, and science will change. Thank you very much. Um, and Sir Asissa. Yes, ma'am. Should you find yourself with your parents again sooner than expected, I would keep your curriculum close to your heart. Are you understood? Yes, ma'am. I tend to do that anyway. That is clearly a dismissal, a, a, a polite dismissal, but Suri stands up and, and mops her face. Well, Suri will leave. She opens the door and she's clearly been crying, Ollie. She is just, just looks a little wrecked. Uh, Miss Force, I... Ollie looks stricken. Uh, are, are you okay? Yeah, I just, I gotta go wash my face, but uh, I wouldn't keep her waiting. She's, it, it's okay. It's okay. I, I just, I'm gonna go. Sorry, but it, it's okay. Sorry. Uh, she's she's just gonna gonna run off. She's she knows she looks awful and is just gonna probably has a couple more tears to cry. And it is going to run to the to to the closest bathroom. Holly stands there for a moment, not quite knowing what to do, and then looks at the open door. Lacuna is at and... the entrance now. Ollie looks at her with kind of an accusatory face. You needn't worry about your friend, Oliver. She's not in trouble. We had some things to discuss that are private. That's all. If you would please come in. Ollie bites his lip and follows her in. Mr. Rourke, if you would please have a seat. We have something to discuss. Ollie sits down. She goes behind her desk and opens a drawer and pulls out a folder. It's about an inch thick and walks over to the front, leans again, and opens it. This is your folder. A record of your grades, things you have done, the problems you've caused. Like rolls his eyes. Honestly, it impresses me that this folder is as thick as it is considering how little school you have attended, Mr. Rourke. You have been in Cadence for six months. You attended the last few months of your freshman year here, or at least, well, some 15 days of it, anyway. Ollie just dead stares her. She meets her gaze. And in that time, you have done, well, let's give a smattering of examples. Not limited to, but including 
releasing frogs in Professor Loxley's class, illusory or not, making Cragsley's steps fart as he walks down the halls. That was funny. Enchanting Mr. Brunke, the janitor's mop, to sing in Orkish. Ollie, do you even understand Orkish? No. She closes the folder. It has been encouraged to me to limit certain students from going to the festival based on behavior, track record, you name it. I don't necessarily agree. But before I get to that, I want you to look me in the eye and tell me why I should allow you to go on this trip. Please. Because you don't know anything about me. You know how many times I've heard a speech like this? You know how many times I've been dragged in front of some authority figure who wants to jump down my throat and just read me the riot act about everything I've ever done wrong in my entire life? I understand that I'm a piece of shit, okay? I don't fucking care. You don't have any idea what my life is like. You never will. Most people here will never understand. Lacuna keeps your gaze and doesn't react. She lifts the closed folder. And before your eyes, it starts to glow purple and then burst into purple flame, crumbling into ash. Good answer. Ollie. Yeah? This is a chance, not just for the school, but for you too. You say that I don't know what your life is like. And in some ways that is true. I have not lived your life. I have not experienced your same experiences. But I know pain when I see it. And Ember agrees with me. You are troubled, Ollie, but you are still a teenager. And I don't say that to limit you or say that you're not grown or anything like that. What I mean is that as a teenager, you have time for growth. You have a vengeful attitude towards authority. And that's not always a bad thing. I would see you use it to your advantage. She puts her hand on her desk and picks up a folded envelope. It has gold filigree and the impression of a moth on the front. These are the formal invitations 
to participate in the Interscholastic Festival at Lothmorin during the Moonshallow Festival. She hands it to you. These will all arrive at students' homes today. I held yours here because I wanted to have this conversation with you. Regardless of what you had said, I was going to send you for two reasons. One, I either believed what you said, or two, I could give you a chance to change. But I will tell you this now. I'm not the one who needs to change. The world is. She smiles, and this time it's a full smile. You don't need to trust me, Ollie. But trust this. I want every one of my students to grow, but what they choose affects that destiny. And I would like to guide you towards a brighter one. You don't need to change. But your tools could use sharpening. Do you catch my meaning? Ollie looks like simultaneously frustrated, but also like a teeny bit hopeful. Why do you care? What are you getting out of this? I am an educator. Ollie, I want all my students to be in the best position they can be. I care about you and every other boy, girl, or gentle them that is in this school. You are no exception. And if you do not come out of here with the tools you need to survive and grow and flourish in the world, then I have failed. That is all that I get out of this. Ollie kind of groans and looks at her with a little more kindness than he has been previously. All right, let's say I believe you and that you really just want everyone to be functioning and happy and have all the things they need. Mm -hmm. How are you going to do that? Just alone? I mean, good intentions get you pretty far, but things need to change. How are you going to do that? Ollie. You have not been in this school very long. It's not just me that feels this way. 
I promise you. Ollie's eyes kind of flick back and forth as he thinks over all the interactions he's had with the different teachers and realizes that they actually have been pretty cool. Ollie drops his shoulders. Okay, I see what you mean. I'm glad. Ollie. You were the one to cast that illusion in the auditorium this afternoon. Mm -hmm. I am going to level with you. I want to crush the slimy smile off Onyx Gizmore's face and prove that the students here are worth something. And you, I think, are perfect for a little mission. Ollie's smiling at this point. Looking at her slightly discerningly, but in his heart, he's a rogue, so he wants any opportunity for any stealth missions possible. Oh, really? We are at an extreme disadvantage. The other schools have been preparing this for months. Though not strictly a competition, each school is going to be judged on the merits of what they produce. Even schools like Carthright are going to have something. And since we are purposefully at a disadvantage, given our late, late invitation, I would like to find something to even those odds. Absolutely. She crosses her arms. I want you and everyone here to have fun at the festival, but I would also like you to keep your ears open. If you can figure out what the other schools are presenting, particularly Lothmorin, we might be able to plan a counter. It won't do to go in blind. You got it. Thank you. And of course, you may enlist your newfound friends to help you. I trust yeah, they can keep your secret. Great at stealth. What? There are other ways of finding information. Here are the parameters. I need you to find out what they are doing before the end of the first night of the festival. The students will all be staying at the school overnight for the weekend. All of us? Yes. At least the ones that are attending. Not everyone will be able to go. I'm trusting you, Ollie. This will be a test in more ways than one. And at the end of it, there may have to be certain changes to your curriculum. Are you going to make me head boy? No. However, long ago, when Varnum founded the school, Baldwin, who had no interest in founding his own school, 
decided that there would be a special curriculum for those that were more specialized in finding the unseen. If you can succeed here, you will have passed your initiation into the rogues class. Ali looks delighted. Are we understood? You got it, boss. Thank you. Don't disappoint. Though I doubt you will. Stands up, heads out, goes to class. Uh, Suri would be waiting um, outside of the principal's office for Ollie to come out much more composed. I love that the way to Ollie's heart is just to ask him to commit crimes. <laughs> he just spends like the last half hour like, I don't trust you, lady. I don't like you. And then she's you wanna like, you want to do a stealth mission? Yes. You want to you do a crime, Ollie? And he's like, we're best friends now. <laughs> in fact, you're in charge, boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought she was going to lose you because it was just like, I know, I don't want to, I just want to help you. Although I do need you to do some shady shit for me. Like, oh, no, no. I was just like, wide-eyed. I don't believe this whole, like, you care about people thing. But crime, I believe in crime. Crime? All right. That I can get behind. Are you okay? Um, sorry about earlier. I needed, I just, I, I had to go wash my face. Ollie takes Suri's hand. Hey. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, she just told me some things. Um, it's even st- it's stupid to have been upset about them. Like my parents lied to me. There's a surprise. Um, uh, and and I'm not gonna be in arcane class with you anymore. Oh. Uh, uh, and she's actually starting to wear a small smile. They, so I sort of saved some people that, you remember when Ned and the missiles, and I sort of protected some people, and it's not a big deal, um, but, uh, I remember that. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, but I guess one of them told the teacher, told, uh, Principal Forsyth everything, I guess, um, and, (laughs) and they found out that I was a cleric, only instead of sending me away, they're putting me in cleric classes? So um, I get to learn. Ollie's face breaks into a smile and he looks really excited. Sorry, that's great! That's amazing! I mean, I'm totally bummed that you're not going to be in class with me anymore, but I'm super happy that that's happening for you. Yeah, I... I... I'm, I'm excited. I've never... Like, everything I've learned, I've had to teach myself, and... Uh, I mean, like the and the library has been helpful, and I don't You've ever want taught yourself all of that. You will, yeah. I mean, wow. Oh, he's uh, it's right now. It, I, it. I mean, it. There was a lot of praying, and uh, it just. Uh, Ollie squeezes Suri's hand. Uh, I gotta get to class, but I'll see you after school? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. 
I've got to run. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see you later. Hey, All right. Thanks for coming back. I wasn't gonna. She's scary. We went together. We were gonna leave together. I wouldn't leave you behind. Thanks. Always. And then she's gonna scurry off. Hudson, after Blade Work 102, which Ollie eventually shows up to, you are supposed to go to history with Loxley. And as you're heading back there, you get tapped on the shoulder and you turn and it's Kenneth. Oh, hey. Is your, uh, is your chicken still alive? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. I really gotta get this backpack back to Cecil though. Uh, that, that, that's the, the chicken poop in Cecil's, uh, you know what, that's not important right now. Um, Kenneth looks around and then sort of like drives you over to um, the lockers um, and pulls you around a corner. Um, I wanted to talk to you about what happened with Ned and how you got out of there. Oh, we all saw you yeah. fall. I wanted to say thank you for being such a cool guy about it. That, that, that's fine and good, um, it's whatever, but how did you survive and, I mean, we have to tell you about what happened with Ned, so. Uh, well, I, I fell and then I woke up at the bottom and then, uh, Hudson looks very uncomfortable because he's, like, pretty sure everybody asked him not to say what happened to anybody, but he's also an atrocious liar. Did you, did you, like, fall in, like, a cave that was not as deep or something? I mean, I don't know what happened when I fell, because I blacked out. I just woke up at the bottom, and then uh, I found Ollie and Suri and Cecil, and then uh, they all helped me get out of there. We all helped each other get out of there. Uh, so, Grange got hurt, um, so he's still in the hospital. Um, oh, still? He was in my room. He broke his leg. He'll be in there for another day or two. But, you know, one of the benefits of healing, faith-based and arcane, is get over a broken leg pretty quickly. He should be back soon. Um, but Ned... Manette and I are both worried. Um, you know, we haven't been talking much since breakup, but this is... We have concerns about him. We... Is he... Is he hurt? Did he get hurt? No, that's the strangest thing. He's not hurt. Um, and after the fall, when we were all freaking out, he sort of ran away. Manette tried talking to him um, later, tracked down his address, but he wouldn't come to the door. Um, and he's been avoiding us both today. Um, that wasn't normal. There's something wrong, and it sets off every single sense that I have as being bad. Aww, that's really nice of you to worry about your little buddy. 
Uh, I think he's friends with Suri. I think the two of them get along really well. I could ask her to talk to him. If you could do that, that'd be really good because Grange was being an asshole. Grange nearly got Ned killed. Like, yeah, we can't. I... But people Super almost got cool. hurt too when Ned. If Ned's in trouble, we gotta help him. Hudson gives Kenneth like a a look, you know, where he's just like, aww. He really cares about Ned. Um, he seems to be genuinely like a... Oh, what's the word? Smitten. Smitten! No. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we took a vote, Smitten might be the worst. <laughs> he, uh, he looks on at Kenneth with like some like admiration for being just such a stand-up guy with really nice hair. Uh, Kenneth looks away. Um, look, uh, um, never mind, uh, just, just ask, uh, Suri, um, the, uh, thing, um, and, uh, yeah, um. All right, uh, what are you doing at lunch today? Uh, me? Yeah, I got grounded, so I'm not allowed to go to the gym at my house, so I was gonna go to the gym here. I didn't know if you wanted to come with me. Uh, sh sure. Um, that's fine. Um, I, you know, I haven't hit it as much as I ha should have, considering jousting's happening this week. Um, aren't you trying out for something? Yeah, I'm trying out for wrestling team, so... Oh, I got a train. Good luck at the tryouts tomorrow, then. Um, I guess we can go. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be great. Um, let's just uh, it, well, it's lunch now. Let's go. They uh, Hudson actually has no idea where the gym is, so he just walks in a direction. <laughs> it's where the gym is. Cecil, you get to the lunchroom. Is this your first time in there? Actually in there? Yeah, I think so. I think I've skipped it every time so far. So you get in there. The lunchroom has like dingy black and white tile and those weird tables with the hard seats that every public school cafeteria has. Um, there are a lot of people in there. Um, so lunch at this school is separated by grade. So, Kenneth, technically, it has class right now, but Kenneth is going to gym with Hudson. Um, but you get in there. There is a lunch line at the back, um, and roll a perception to see what you see in the room. Thirteen. With a thirteen. Um, there are several tables of people you know. Um, Manette, Claudette, and Marinette are sitting in the middle table. There are a few other people around them that look like nondescript NPCs. Uh, and Manette looks like she's in her element and just basking in attention. Um, and in the back corner, there's Unk, Top Hat, and Ben sitting at a table. Unk looks over and waves at you. Uh, Cecil will wave back kind of in that sort of awkward 
brief wave sort of way and then make some hand motions indicating that they're gonna go get some food. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. we'll go. You get up to the line. lunch line. Um, it's a little long, but you know, what school didn't have a long lunch line that wasn't a private school? Anyway. Cecil will check their cell phone while they're in that line. You probably have texts from Ollie. Uh, there is no text or calls from your mom um, or Jenny. And after a few seconds of checking your phone, um, you feel a tap on your shoulder. You look over, and there's Top Hat. And on the other side is Ben. Hi, Cecil. Um, uh, hi, Cecil. He dragged me over here. Yeah, we just wanted to, you know, get some alone time with you so we can bag, uh, so we can nag, I mean, uh, get to know you without Unk yelling at us. That That is entirely a top hat thing. Uh, I, I am over here to make sure that he does not cause you serious psychological injury. I don't cause psychological indus- industry, injury, what was that word? Injury. Injury. Just, just, you know, I just hurt the ears sometimes. That can be psychological damage. Shut up, Ben. Anyway, Cecil, so what do you do? What do you like? I know you're in the, like, druidy stuff, like, unk. You don't have to answer any questions that he has. Cecil, you you don't. Cecil has been trying to answer questions and get a word in and kind of just, like, has their finger in the air and just can't get into the conversation. I, I was just getting food, and then I was gonna come sit with you all. Are you gonna sit with us? That's good. No wonder Uncle's waving to you. But you know, you know, if there's anything you want to tell us in the like five minutes between here and the end of the line, where that scary lunch lady with the hook tooth is gonna square at us. Name is Beth. Whatever, scary lunch lady with the hook tooth. You're appearance shaming. I said what I said. Just because you got a hook tooth doesn't mean she's not pretty. Is there something specific you wanted me to say? I think that, um, I think that my very loud, very high-pitched friend over here is just trying to, uh, get to know you. Do you, what do you, what do you like? Um, I'm really bad at this. I don't do social. This is weird. I... You know, once I was trying to make myself a social media profile on, I don't remember what it was, but the prospect of having to really quickly sort of figure out in 160 characters or less a a bio page uh, gave me a panic attack, and so I couldn't do it, so I'm I'm getting that feeling now. I don't know how to just spit out who I am immediately. You have a... uh... You have a space voyage, Deep Star 7 pin. We could talk about that. I watched that. Oh, yeah. I... I do. Yeah, so, uh... So have you seen all the series? Because, like... Because, like, Deep Star 7 is good, but, like, the original series is, like, the classic. So I, I I have to admit that I, I, I kind of rage quit after season five when they replaced uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Just make it up. Just make it sound similar. So I, I have to admit that I kind of rage quit around season five when they replaced my favorite character 
you know, uh, and, and, and I haven't, I didn't finish season six, uh, so I know it's probably really pretentious to wear the pin, even though I haven't finished it, but I, I do agree you that mean, the original series. You mean when they got series... rid of info? Cause that pissed me off too. Yeah, I mean, the, the actress change was just really upsetting because, like, the whole thing about Info was that she was really strong and powerful and didn't really need, you know, to adhere to feminine norms. And then they replaced her with this little mousy, totally deferential character actress who was just so quiet and it was just the, the wrong choice for that character. And they totally ruined Info and, like, her storyline and everything was... Exactly, and then they hooked her up with that doctor who was obviously supposed to end up with Barack, but of course they were, you know, not going to allow. I guess we know, should just be glad that they didn't fridge her or something. Yeah, but you know that the whole reason they did it was because the network was all like, no, the doctor and Barack shouldn't be together because they're both men and those are stupid, you know, heteronormative bullshit. So they stuck her with info and with info and yeah, it was bullshit. It was just a lot of bullshit. Oh, look, here we are. Look, it's Beth, my favorite lunch lady. Let's just pay and get out of here. Beth does not actually have a hook tooth. Beth is a very lovely looking, very abused woman in her mid thirties. Not abused in like she looks sickly or anything, but as in she works all day with kids and that grinds on you a little bit. <laughs> what? Okay, and then, and then Cecil kind of like leans in to Ben. Okay, but I kind of have like this it's not really like a crush, but you know, Lieutenant Vera is, I call her my space wife and it's not like a pervy thing. I just think that if I was in space with Lieutenant Vera, we would just get married. That's that's all there is to it. But what if I want to marry her? I mean, polyamory is a thing. Yeah, you can sit with us. Let's go to the table. So you sit at the table and Unk is there and Unk, Poor Unk looks like they are pouting. They told me to stay here so they could get to know you better. And I grudgingly acquiesced. That's Unk, they're, uh, they're, that, they're just willing to do whatever's best for the team. And that was to get to know you without them controlling everything I'm saying. I am sorry if I exposed you to undue trauma. I'm, I'm really not that easy to traumatize. I think I've had... Yeah. <laughs> ben, um... Sort of pats you on the back. Cecil's great. I like Cecil. Wait, Cecil's great? Yeah. Not just like, okay or tolerable. Yeah, like, great. Well, that's like the biggest compliment I've ever heard you give anyone. Okay, don't make it a big deal. Don't don't make it a big deal. I got a I got a new friend here and now we're friends and now we're better friends than you two are. <laughs> and Unk Unk looks at Cecil. Ben likes competition. I think we can be all good friends. The moment that Ben clapped Cecil on the back uh, Cecil twitched, went silent, and is now very clearly just sitting as still as possible. Oh, uh, I should say, uh, Ben, Cecil doesn't like to be touched, especially not, like, without permission. Oh, uh, 
I'm, I'm sorry, Cecil. I have trouble with boundaries sometimes. And then at the apology, Cecil tortoises. Oh, um, uh, 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 don't worry. I feel like this is just their safe space in the shell. Ollie, you're about to head to your last class and you get tapped on the shoulder in the hallway and Manette is there looking really awkward. Can I help you? Believe it or not, yes, you can. Can I talk to you? Like, privately? Uh, yeah. So she pulls you into an empty classroom, looks through the window, and then like pulls you aside. Okay, do you know anything that's going on with Ned? What if I do? We need to figure it out. He's very clearly in trouble. Or do you not care? No, I care. Okay, do you know just... anything? Yeah. I know some things. What do you know? I'm not supposed to tell anybody. Not supposed to tell us what? How do I know I can trust you? Like, you've given me exactly no reason to trust you. I've always been honest that, with you, right? haven't I? And up front? No, I actually don't think you have. I think you're pretending to be a lot meaner than you are, and I don't know why you're doing that, but you take it out on me all the time, and that's pretty dishonest. Look, Ollie. Now's really not the time to, you know, do a run-by-run -run level of each of our flaws, okay? What happened with Ned was dangerous, okay? And I haven't told anyone about it because Ken told me not to. And I don't know who I would tell anyway. Something's wrong. And I actually think that Ned is in danger. Like, I don't know. I felt so much arcane power off of him. And he wasn't using all of it. I, I don't know if he could use all of it. It was... Okay, you're gonna need to sit down. Because I'm gonna tell you some stuff and you're probably not gonna believe me and you're gonna think I'm crazy, but... What exactly do you have to tell me? There's some really strange stuff going on with... Well, you know about, like, Varnum and the Companions, and... Yes, Ollie, I've been to elementary school. What is it? Well, I think that there's some kind of big magic thing happening, and that it... I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but it seems like Ned is critically involved in this somehow. There's, uh, I, I don't want to say it's like a manifestation of the fell or something like that, because I have no idea what it actually is, but there's something really big going on, and I, 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 I have, 
There's stuff going on. <sighs> Some weird things happened when we fell. What happened when you fell, actually? I honestly have no idea. But when we woke up, we were we, we found each other for the most part, and then there was a, a portal, and we followed it, and then some really strange stuff happened to us. And this isn't the first time that strange stuff has been happening to us. You keep saying strange stuff. Strange stuff like what? I don't think you'd believe me if I told you. Okay. You know what? Fine. I, I don't know why I came to you for help. I don't know why I thought that you would even consider giving a shit about don't this. Don't be like that. Come don't on. Don't be like what, Ollie? I'm doing I my came best. To, I came to you for help. Do you know... With everything that I've said to you about anything. Can you imagine what it would take for me to come to you for help, Ollie? This isn't about any of this bullshit, okay? This is about Ned being in deep trouble. I think he's possessed. Do you understand? Yeah. Look, Monette, come what? on, stop, don't. What? Don't. Listen, I can see that you're really upset and I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to upset you. I'm not I made some promises to people that I'm trying not to break and I'm trying to like negotiate a very fine line here and I really appreciate that you came and like talked to me, but I also don't know what to do. Ned's avoiding me and Kenna. And do you know how awkward it is to Ken is worried that if we tell anyone what happened, something worse will happen to Ned and he'll fully slip. It, or someone else will get hurt. We need some way to help him. You're right. Okay, I hear you. Okay, then help me. Help us. Okay, I, I will. <laughs> what do you want me to do? We're going to Lothmorn, right? Yeah. Okay, there's gotta be someone there who can figure out what the hell is going on with Ned. You know him, right? You spend time with him? He's clearly avoiding me, but maybe you or one of your friends can help. Yeah, we could probably... Okay. We can try. Good. Lothmorin has a lot of shit there. I... My sister goes there. Ollie, like... It's just dawn... Like, there was family resemblance between Penny and Monette has finally clicked. And Ollie's like... Oh, that's, oh my god. Yeah, that's my sister. Trust you know her. You were saw her today. Uh, right. That just explains a lot. Uh, explains what? Nothing? <laughs> just take this seriously, okay? I am. What do you- what can I do to prove to you that I'm taking this seriously? Have you ever heard of an arcane bond? Yeah. So... Two... 
uses of arcane magic bind their power to each other based on a single goal. And if either one of them does something against that goal or something that damages it, the magic will double back on them. It's a way to ensure that these things get done. Are you willing to do one with me? Holly like knits his brow and kind of thinks about it. Yeah. If that's what it takes. You're that committed. Yeah. Okay, I'm, there's no way in hell I'm doing that with you, but I just wanted to see what the answer would be. That's like, that's like, that's like, <laughs> wow. that's like way too like, I, I can't even cast that. You, you just, uh, I'm not that advanced. That's like something that like really serious, like, you're not that do. advanced. No, I I'm saw not that you advanced. In that class. It was just like okay, magic missile impressive. and that spell. That spell requires, a, you know what? Whatever, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. You know what? You said you would do it. I believe you. Okay, I believe that you are being honest here. Thank God you didn't know what it actually was. Anyway, um, all right, I'm going to trust you on this. Okay. All right. Good. Then we'll talk more at Lothmorin. Give me your phone. Ellie hands his phone she over. She snatches it out of your hand and opens it up and starts tapping in her number. This is my number. Don't use it for anything except... Just don't send me anything gross and throws Do it you back like to memes? you. Do I like memes? Yeah. Ugh. And she leaves the room. Immediately looks up a meme <laughs> and sends it to her. Like five minutes later, you just get, I've seen this one, go away. Tons of SpongeBob memes. <laughs>
I can talk to, you know, the friends I have that go to other schools, but I, I just, I, hey, they I'm might here. tell someone, I, I just, I'm here, talk to me, could you can we, tell me anything. Could we actually talk? Like actually, actually, question mark? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've been friends for what, like, one million years now? It's been like what? Like... Approximately. It's been approximately like three or four years. Yeah, like 15 to... Uh, yeah, here. Here's my number. Thank, thanks. Um, and you instantaneously get a call back. Hello? And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh! Uh, wow, that was cruel. cruel. Gotta make sure they keep coming, baby. I'm gonna have to get better at doing that. I knew that that would be a moment, so. So good. So good. This has been Fast Times at D&D High. I'm Persephone, and you can find me at Persephoroth everywhere online. I'm Caro, and you can find me on all the things at Caromer, spelled with a zero. I'm Nuance, and you can follow me at Shatteraven, R-A-V-Y-N, on Twitter, and Books and Lunch on Twitch. Check out Dungeons and Dratini's My Pokemon Homebrew. I'm Ren, and I live on Twitter at Atomic Firebird. I'm also at Make Believe Live on Twitch, where I run indie system one-shots and do a weekly interview show. I'm Elise, several sentient otters, and I am not on the internet. Don't at me. You can find all of us on Twitter at FastTimesDnd. If you want to support us, please visit us at patreon.com slash FastTimesDnd or ko-fi.com FastTimesDnd. That's D, the letter N, D. If you want to know more about the world, the players, or the characters, check us out at FastTimesDnd.com. That's again, D, the letter N, D. Written transcripts of our episodes are provided by Nuance Vivian and Adam Robertson. If you want to help us out, leave us reviews on iTunes and comments on Podbean. Five stars only, key things. Fast Times at D&D High is an Arcanacast production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Our editor is Derek B. Perry. Our theme song was produced by Derek B. Perry and Ashley Abbott. Our background music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and David Fesslian, licensed under Creative Commons. Find individual track listings in our show notes. And that's all the things. Still don't at me. Tune in next time to see what our heroes get up to. Bye. <laughs>